Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah. Hi, this is Steve Zodiac from Zodiac Space Dogs. Check us out on YouTube. And this is my Dumpty Dum. Connie Aldridge, for now, anyway. I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Home. As a client of Spiritual Home, you've already shown that you're someone with an enlightened aura. Someone better, Uh. like me. So, I'd like to suggest that you also support Dumpty Dum at patreon.com. If you do, you can get their extra content. It's the actual meaningful stuff. Not the usual drivel. It doesn't matter how much you sponsor them for. I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. Okay? Patreon.com. And, obviously, if you ever need a vaginal steaming, you know where I am. Blessings. (laughs) Harriet, you are a bloody genius. You really are. No, but so are you. You wrote it, but that's (laughs) all... Spiritual home. She does something really weird with the vowels that only Kate does, and now only Harriet and Kate do. It's incredible. <laughs> it is home. all levels of genius. <laughs> well, well, well done, all concerned in the making of that little lad. Uh, because, folks, this is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama drama that centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the Cinderella, that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the ugly sister, that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Matt's trip to the ball, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum De Dum was uh, Mr Zodiac and, and, and his goings-on. But, you know, last week I heard you uh, talk to uh, to Robert mm-hmm. uh, and you said that uh, it reminded you of prog rock. And it, it does, but it's also a mashup with Doctor Who, isn't well, it? Well, I was just thinking, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking prog rock. And then this week I thought, actually, it when you go back and watch all the really wobbly old Doctor Who's in sort of the 19... 19- mm. 70s and where all where the monsters heads fall off and all the scenery all the walls and what all the walls of the TARDIS are <laughs> that's what it sounds like yeah it does it sounds like wobbly walls yeah Cybermen I the first episode of Doctor Who I ever remember were giant slugs going across <laughs> uh, a field scared the heck out of me <laughs> Just, utterly horrible utterly horrible but anyway Luce if somebody yeah. wants to send I look I've got, we've got to put an impassioned plea here, haven't we? We yeah. need some communal garden crap dum-de-dums. Yeah. That's not to take away from the sterling efforts of Magic Badger and uh, Zodiac and his, and his magic uh, didgeridoo goings-on. But we need... We, because we, the bar's been set so high that I think it's a deterrent for people, as you would say, with their kazoos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you don't you don't that, need a synthesizer. You don't need. You can hum it. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So if somebody wants to do that, loose, just hum a dum de dum. Just sound pretty like forlorn and a bit like 
crap, right? <laughs> How can they do that? If you would like to hum us a Dumpty Dum, a Dumpty Hum, leave us a plot prediction or fly 2,900 miles to attend a job interview with a boyfriend without mentioning it to him, then call us on 02... 03-03131-05 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices and to Derek for the load of the back bedroom. Derek is in absolute shock today. He was so surprised to hear about Kevin Spacey being gay. God knows what will happen when he finds out what bears do in woods. <laughs> American Beauty is one of my favourite films. It's a great film. What? It's very disturbing yeah. what's coming out about Mr. Spacey, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. Not yeah. him. I liked him. Yeah. Well, he stopped liking it's him. It's like Rolf Harris. I know. Stop liking him now. Basically, not, now, now, you know, the 1970s have been ruined. Now, the whole mm. of entertainment has also been ruined. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Oh, God. Not Kevin Spacey. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Well, you know, it's all oh. nothing's proved yet and blah, blah, blah. Oh. oh. That's really put a downer on me day, that ass. Sorry. Right. So, on this week's episode, we hear views <laughs> from New York Nigel, who has a pop at Lucy. Hurrah! <laughs> Miss Bubbles, who says that Lillian needs to count more than two. And Jenny Darling, who thinks Johnny's letting down the North. But first, before all the caller in and the odd email, it's Juicy Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This Week in Ambridge was sponsored by Murder on the Orient Express and the phrase, Walk With Me. We began it unpleasantly with Toby and Pip snogging. Ugh! Apparently she looked entirely ravishing in a frayed jumper with a reindeer on it. Who'd want to snog <laughs> anyone who wears a flipping Christmas jumper in October? Shula announced that Anisha had lost her mother. Has she checked the service station? It's like a lost and found for dead mothers in Ambridge. Then all was revealed. <laughs> Anisha had gone up to Scotland to tend to her ill mother and within 24 hours she was dead. When is this woman's <laughs> trail of destruction going to end? She should move to St Mary Mead. The potential baby donor for Adam and Ian is coming down from Bristol to see them. She wanted to see us in our space, said Adam in his usual, and now on the world's greatest murders channel voice. Now, it's nothing to do with me, but anyone who talks about your space rather than your house is A, Kate Madicane, or B, so clearly not to be trusted, I would rather ask Bert Fry to carry my unborn child. Hmm. Nolitando and Freddie were smoking weed in the rain. God, how very glamorous is the life of the rural teen. They then progressed to eating mushrooms they found in the wood. The single most dangerous pastime in the British countryside. And I am including hunting and being shot at by furious farmers. You really, <laughs> really need to know what you are doing. And those two geniuses were probably eating fox shit. They're a right little snotty pair, those two. <laughs> Nolly Tando is under the impression that she could get straight A's if she likes. Really? Freddie can only get E's and that's only if someone gives him Jazz's mobile number. Meanwhile, <laughs> over, <That's good. laughs> over at Gay Grables, Kathy was feeling a little icky and has come down with food poisoning. You should have heard her. Oh, no, you can't. In a startlingly weird bit of plotting, Lexi turned up for a job interview at Gay Grables, despite having daily Skype calls with Roy and completely failing to mention the fact that she was flying across Europe to be interviewed by him the very next day. She got the job, obviously, but no one mentioned in the interview at any point how exactly she was going to manage the job, bearing in mind she lives in a different country, where she was going to stay in Ambridge, how she'd even heard about the job. Details, details, I should really stop worrying about little things like this and concentrate on the important stuff, like Alistair's dinner jacket. No one <laughs> is going to know whether Alistair is wearing a rented tux or an owned one, unless it is the one Adam rented for the New Year's do at Gay Grables with Charlie, in which case it may need a bit of sponging around the crotch. Anyway. <laughs> Shula is up to her ears in incompetent vets and cupcake towers and is suspicious of everybody, particularly Matt. She's slightly hysterical and also has the single worst ringtone in the world. She has different ringtones, though, for different people. That is the mark of someone either having an affair or... Or running a chat line. Do we know that she's not? 
Hi, this is Sexy Shula. I'm a hunting mummy with a crop. Have you been a bad boy? <laughs> Why don't I saddle you up and tickle your withers? Would you be my little boy? Oh, go on, I'll pay you. She went, as she so often unwisely does, to gain comfort from her mother who always manages to make things ever so slightly worse. Jill listened carefully, then said mystifyingly, It's like building a house of cards. You spend ages building it, then some twat bangs the door behind you and the old bloody knot falls down. Tea! I look at Justin sometimes when he's engrossed in a task, said Lillian, like trying to put his wellies on the right feet, and I wonder when he's going to surprise me. Then she decided she was going to stop worrying about it and concentrate on her clothes and her honeymoon and the important things. It's not about what colour people wear to my wedding. It's about me and whichever one of my many grooms I decide on the day, said Lillian comfortably. If something is wrong, Lillian, you would tell me, wouldn't you, said Jennifer. Oh, yes, I'm bound to tell you, darling, said Lillian, you massive gob on legs. All it will take is half a shandy and you'll be showing people videos of me and Matt doing horizontal dressage under the Gay Grable's buffet table. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Momentum headquarters, Jimus and Emma continued their plot to overthrow <laughs> capitalism, the planning committee, the patriarchy, people that don't like vintage cars, Shula and anyone else they fancied overthrowing. Emma was fired up, put her Hillary for President badge on and went marching off to the mother and baby group to address them through a mouth of bacon sandwich about how hard life is. But can Emma see it through, said Linda, who is no mistress of dedication herself. She said she'd run the village fate, then abandoned it to Fallon and Emma, and has threatened to walk out of the Christmas show every year since Henry Arch was a blob of kefir on an agar plate. But, <laughs> to conclude, it is no coincidence in my mind that the BBC's big drama this year is Murder on the Orient Express. Tiger has been wandering around Ambridge, winding people up to fever pitch. A bit of casual homophobia here, a little bribery there, until everyone is ready to kill him. He told Adam he was all about Adam and Eve, whereas Adam is obviously all about Adam and Ian and Charlie and Pavel and the band of the Cold Stream. <laughs> told Shula that the fact that Alistair had hired the one-woman death squad that is Anisha Jayakodi was the problem, not him. <laughs> caught Lillian in her spanks again in Underwoods trying on a backless frontless crotchless formal evening gown and for all we know ate all of David's fruit salads which everyone knows are not half as nice as sherbet fizzes and he's given Lillian an ultimatum marry the house of Elliot and live with a man who thinks four plays watching the antiques roadshow beforehand or go to live somewhere with Matt he never actually specified where did he how annoying if she goes with him and it turns out to be Brussels keep the ticket Lillian and give it to Shuler instead lovely surprise for both of them the end oh Freeman look, look, I'm, this, is, this is what I'm doing <laughs> I can honestly say that was better than last week <laughs> that was the best ever it was a, oh, well done oh Thank my you. gosh I I laughed all the way through. <laughs> thank you. Well, much. thank you for enlivening my my Monday mornings. Though I will pull you to task about one thing. Yes. You said that uh, Jimus and Emma want to overthrow not only the patriarchy but also people that like classic cars. That don't like vintage cars. I said. Oh God! Yeah, he has a riling. God, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God. Right then. So, you know what? I think one of the reasons why your monologue was so good this week was because there was loads of things in the arches last week. Yeah. Obviously, there's like the mat just, be, you know, yeah. no one, bar no one, can defend the man now. No. Can you? I was still right. with him yeah. until he started on at Adam. And then I thought, right, fuck off, that's it. I've, I've had it with you now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think I'd just about bail just beforehand. But by the end of the week, there was absolutely no going back. Was there? I was just like, no, no, you are just an evil shit. You just are. You just are, Matt. There's nothing more to you than that. You're a proper wrongen, right? Uh, but but you know, the, I'm still in love, still enamoured with the whole Paris Council thing because it's so twee. And it's just so lovely. Yeah. And, and it is about um, a generational revolution, getting a Grundy on there, mm. uh, a Grundy Carter. A you know, Grundy so woman. I, yes, exactly. Well, the real power behind the throne, mm. you know. So it is, it is kind of Game of Thrones. 
and I no, love I love happen. Nick and Emma sort of ganging up with each other and sort of working together to make it happen. Jim is yeah. supporting and they're in rid of the flyers, Robert's flyers, and, and all Lily, of that. And bloody Linda is just being so awful. She's a snotty cow. She really. Sometimes you can't, you, she's slightly endearing, and then when she does things, when she's saying, "Oh, Emma, pre- um, Emma, presentation is everything," I'm thinking, "Oh, shut up, you ass!" Is oh, do, no, that yeah. was really, really, really was unpleasant. Well, but I like the little reference to bacon sandwiches yep. as well. You know, yep. strong and stable, and bacon <laughs> sandwiches. You know. <laughs> Hey, hey, I know. I see what you've done there. That's quite good. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm loving the, the whole smorgasbord of it. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you still got the Adam and Ian baby malarkey, which is really putting me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Though, as you said, um, what I did like about Matt's homophobia, and don't get me wrong, people, if people want to tune out this part, going, what? Royfield likes a bit of homophobia, was the fact that. They've actually addressed the fact there's some homophobia. Yeah. That not everybody that this, is going to be... This is a small yeah. British village and not everyone is going to yeah. go, okay, that's cool. That's absolutely great. There's going to be people going, two yeah. men can't have a baby. You know, it's, it's all... <laughs> How does that work, then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So um, I say thumbs up to that. Then also, um, Nolitando talking about the fact that people stare at her when she walks around yeah. the village. That yeah. would happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I like that too. However, what wouldn't happen is somebody going to an interview, being shortlisted for an interview, and the person that interviews them has not seen the shortlist, has not looked at the CVs, and does not know that it's his own girlfriend who is coming to the interview. That was I all mean, levels of, I'm sorry, piss poor. Uh, yeah, right. Really you no, know, I'm just going a, to. Kind I'm of just... a what? I kept thinking. Are you going to mention? Oh, we're not. We're not. We're just not mentioning it. Okay, then fine. Well, whatever. Well, they wanted the reveal, but the reveal was so obvious. It'd been so, you know, that trail had been so marked that it was just, you know, considering there was so much great writing. Roy just went, oh, hello, Lexi. Because he's a bit thick, you know. Oh, I thought you were in another country. Now you're in this country. Oh, you know. Oh, God. But do we think, though, that Lexi and a, I suppose she's getting in before Brexit, though, isn't she? So, so it's all right because um, our government has said that any, any European left here after Brexit, as long as you've got illegally beforehand, you're going to be all right. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. So it's not exactly going to change Roy's views on the whole Brexit malarkey and him being phobic towards foreigners, yeah. foreigner phobic. No, it isn't really, is it? But anyway, um, so so we had that uh, the the world's most obvious reveal. Um, what else did we have last week? Shula throwing glasses around and and, mm. and 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 getting really really upset with Matt. But she's just I've never known anyone make more of a like. I mean, event management is really really tricky. It's interesting that her sister, the event manager. And her niece, <laughs> the event manager, she hasn't she hasn't called upon them for any help at all. She's just trying to struggle on, do it all herself. And it's, yeah. not, you know, it's a really, really difficult thing. And it's not something you can do while you've already got another job. It's impossible to do something on that scale, you know. Mm. So, uh, and whilst, yeah. whilst the two businesses are falling around their ears as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, Matt, Matt's a bang wrong and you know, no, no need for that. Though that's if you were Shula and Matt's run out of petrol down the lane, mm. you just drive past. Yeah. I know she's a Christian and all, and Matt did say, "You are a Christian. You have got to help me because you are a Christian, right? A good Samaritan and all of that." But you know what? No, right? He's tried. I'd have reversed run... over him. I think. I? <laughs> well, no, isn't that Justin Elliott? <laughs> 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 Sorry, plot spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I just nah. The other nah, thing is, a, a, a sales assistant would not let a man into the ladies' changing room. Mm. They could stand outside, right. not in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, after saying that, I thought. There were there's loads of great writing last week, and there and there were right yeah. the Roy Lexi thing. Come on, you yeah. are going to say, oh Roy, 
by the way, yeah. I'll meet you for a cup of coffee because I've got an interview at the place where you work. Yeah. It's just, just ridiculous. You, you're going to say so. And as yeah. you rightly said, they Skype each other. Yeah. And we know that. So, so that mentioned was just... this week. They said, "How is it going?" I can't remember. Was it Pip was talking to somebody? Oh, yeah. Apparently, they Skype each other every day. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Just Why bonkers. bring that up if you're then going to pretend that they don't actually bonkers. know what's happening with the other? Lucy, ones? bonkers, Ridiculous. bonkers. Yeah. Right. Then the whole Matt just turning up, you know, in the changing room. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's like a flipping ninja. I'm getting quite worried about drawing the curtain. <laughs> There's Matt standing behind him. <laughs> Obviously, we're supposed to put two and two together and realise that, that Matt's having some kind of... He's having an episode, isn't he? Yes, he, he, he loves Lillian, but he, he is going to slightly do Lally. Yeah. That, you know, so he's... And as you rightly said, it is like murder on the Orient Express. Everybody's got a legitimate yeah. bit. He's tussled with Justin, tussled with Adam. Um, he's turning up in ladies' changing rooms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's run out of petrol in the lane. It's like bloody hell. He's discovered the secret of perpetual motion. The man never sleeps. He just goes from house to house. Ah, that's in my fridge. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's just ah. Uh... But I anyway, bet he's got that bloody bunting as well. That would make a lot of sense. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Nothing but makes any it... sense at the moment. But wait a minute. But the bunting was discovered, wasn't it? Because didn't it come out? The Grundys had it. Did they? Yeah. Um, listeners, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I th- there was an event at like, the start of the summer and bunting appeared and it was like the Grundys had it. Don't malign the poor working class uh, rural folk here, but I think basically the Grundys had the bunting all along. That's the way I read it. But hey, I could be wrong. Somebody call in next week, email in and tell me that I am wrong. All right. Preferably call in and say that I'm right. <laughs> Even All right. if you're wrong. Uh, yeah. uh, shall we do this now then? Yeah. Hello, Ambridge3962. What is Ruth? I thought that got, got that wrong. Uh, so who's first then, Lucy? I think we're going to have... Who are we going to have? Who would you like to have first? We could have New York Nigel first. All right, then. As he's feeling a bit feisty. Hi there, everyone. Um, it's New York Nigel here. Lillian is annoying. If a man did the same thing, we would all find that difficult. What makes Lillian special? Yep, she's a bit of a fun and she makes everyone feel like it's okay to themselves but the story puts men in control i don't like that as much as anyone else does matt is a man capital m lillian is a small m l i mean what does she want she's vacillating confused manipulative i love the way she's compared with emma grundy and the ghastly manipulating shula they actually have more power than she does. She's supposed to be in love with two men at the same time, which is okay for women, but not for men. So Adam knows marriage better than Matt does. He's gone through much more than Matt ever has, witnessed the kind knickers and the not very Christian comment. Matt is horrible. Forget Shula for a minute. He's a bastard. Sorry, Lucy, if you want a bit of fun with a dangerous person, that's your own business. You seem to think that women always get it right. Give us gays and men who love women for themselves a bit of a break. Thank Give you. Give straight guys a bit of a break too. Thank We're you. as stupid and just as assertive and manipulative as women like Lillian and Shula are. Love the story between Nolatando and Freddie. They rung the changes and didn't rely on the Grundies to make it work. And that's it. Love what you're doing. Hate Shula. <laughs> Lillian is verging on caricature. <laughs> what does she want? Apart from messing men around. That's about it. Bye. I couldn't agree more with every word that Vicar says from the Upper, upper East Side. 
two stand up and applause for me this week, Lucy. Yes. What did you mean? <laughs> that Nolly and Freddie were ringing the changes? I didn't get that either. No. <laughs> I, so I agreed with every word, though I didn't understand every word. I don't know. I do see. I have. I have. I have seen. I have had my 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 on the road to Damascus moment. Nigel, do not fear. Um, Matt is a <laughs> right. Um, but also, Lillian chooses those sort of men, doesn't she? She doesn't choose nice men who love women for who they are she likes she is drawn to men who are very powerful or who appear to be very powerful mm. you know even old that idiot that toy no, boy because he wasn't powerful he was just exciting because he was young but he was very glamorous looking he was very very handsome so there's mm. it, they've always got to have they she never ever likes anybody just for their personality they've got to yeah, have some the, kind oh, of no no that's them. not that's not true loose because paul matt's brother he was pretty he was pretty ordinary he didn't have a great job or anything no that's true he was no uh, yeah she, there's a, there's always an element of danger and the danger was hit with him it was matt's brother mm-hmm. though i think she genuinely fell for him because he was just a nice guy yeah yeah and then it was all the sub, subterfuge. Yeah, and then he, he went off the rails, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And also, New York Nigel, can I just say that I am loving the new sign-off. Love what you're doing. Hate Shula. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Also, was it me or do you think he's got a little bit of a sore throat? He sounded a little bit husky, didn't he? He oh, did. Oh, more husk than normal anyway. Yes. Mm. There's well, a bit of um, huskage going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we'll get get well soon or some kind of strepsil or something you know look after yourself nigel up there in uh you know in the upper east side um uh is, is that nigel dealt with it is it's first right. time caller in or a jenny darling now Ooh. hello dumpty dummers long time listener first time caller in or a here i'm not on the twitters so i don't have a handle as it were but i do like the idea of having an ambridge nickname and as my name is Jennifer, I'll go for Jenny Darling. But let me stress, this is where the similarities begin and end. Now, for the first time, caller in a rules. I'm from just outside Leeds. I'm a project manager. My vintage is a Johnny, so quite recent. And I remember this vividly because he's from Geisley, which is where I live. And after being presented with a slap-up tea by Pat, he proclaimed that where he were from, they just ate sandwiches in front of Telly. <laughs> oh, dear. What a bad impression of the North Johnny Gibbs, really. Um... <laughs> But now the rules are out of the way. I had to call in as I've just cringed my way through the episode where Tolly Nando's and Feckless Freddy have done mushrooms and I'm not sure I'll ever recover. The thought that Freddy has an eyebrow ring makes me dislike the poor sap even more. And my fury for Tolly Nando's is still simmering away. She's making me like Kate. That's how bad it's gone. Anyway, I'll bugger off. Ta-ta for now. When did Nolly become Nolly Tando's? Tolly Nando's, she keeps Tolly Nando's, yeah. Well, I, I, whatever, I just love it. <laughs> well, Nolly, Nolly said that she refused to be called Nolly Tando, didn't she? No, she, so the way round. Nolly Tando refused to be called Nolly. Mm. Because she said it was childish, ma'am. Um, but she puts an S on the end. Yeah, well, no, that's just... That's just um, I like Jenny it. That's being so. amusing. Tolly I, Nando's. I, 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 I like, like it. it, yes. Hmm. Uh, can I just say, Jenny Darling has got the most beautiful voice. I could listen to her talk all day. She's got such a lovely voice. Anyway. Um, I, and I like her manner too. Yes. There's a little bit of abruptness there. It's a little bit sharp, but, you know, tells it as it is, like she's proper from up north, you know, yes. no messing around. Though, <laughs> what I would say, though, is about the, you know, just having... Uh, sandwiches in, in front of telly um, has less of a northern thing more of a just you know modern life isn't it yes you know, so I, I think you could berate people from the south of that too right so I know but say. I think that's what she meant that it was it was called out as you know oh in Geisley this is what we do rather than just this is that's this just is what people do yeah exactly mm. okay sorry um, Nolly Tando is making her like Kate I, th- I actually it, it's weird that because much as I loathe Kate and think she deserves everything she gets, no one deserves Nolitando. <laughs> no one, not even Matt, deserves Nolitando. Does it she make really us is, like? Really, really. 
case, or do we sympathise with it in this one regard? I think it's sympathy in one regard. And as the mother of a teenager who is going through her own Tolly Nando's um, uh, <laughs> little episode. I I can kind of yes, I sympathise with any mother of a teenager. Mm. Yes. Did Even... I tell you that my son was caught drinking at his after-school sports meet two weeks ago? Ooh, no. Yeah, and when the deputy head rang his mother to say your son's been caught drinking and she says and when I was told by the teacher it was Noah Tilson Brown I went not Noah right <laughs> not Noah you've got <laughs> the other Noah Tilson Brown oh that one no, right. yeah <laughs> teenagers they can be a bit of a handful but I don't think you were particularly a handful though were you mm. oh I think I probably was yeah really yeah hmm Pray tell how so. Oh. oh, just it was—it's that awful, awful sense of of entitlement and your conviction that you're right and everyone else is wrong, and that and that only you have realised these amazingly interesting things about the world, and now you're going to tell everyone about them. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just hideous, really. My um, mother said to me um, some years ago, about ten years ago, she said, "I've." become more of a worry the older i've got oh really yeah she says you were a lovely child as a teenager you weren't a problem apart from when you got suspended <laughs> from school but you were lovely <laughs> the older i've got the more i've just gone off the rails according to me mother but anyway is she all right now by the way oh gosh yeah yeah she's fine and she's uh still talking incessantly about her 70th birthday celebrations in jamaica at christmas so there's Ooh. 50 13 of us going and you know grandkids flying in from Canada and people from here and people from there and blah 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 so yeah every every day there is a new update (laughs) the travel agent said this the hotel have said that have have you got this blah 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 have you this has been going on for four months Lucy four months of incessant <laughs> bulletins from Birmingham regarding my my mother's 70th Birmingham uh, birthday, birthday bulletin <laughs> so much so this is how much it's crowded out everything else it is like a solar eclipse on every other family occasion my father my father was 74 on Tuesday my mother completely forgot his birthday <laughs> So much so. So I called the next day. Right. Okay. I'd forgotten too. But hell, I'm in California. <laughs> right. I don't live with the man. Right. And now I know my, my, my father's birthday is the 24th of October. I've known this for 48 years. Right. So uh, I thought the 24th of October was Tuesday. Speaking to my mother uh, on Wednesday, which I thought was the 25th. And I said, What do you do? For, you know, what are you going to do for dad's birthday? She went, Oh. <laughs> Oh, it was yesterday. I went, no, it's 24th today. She went, no, it's the 25th. And I looked at my computer and, oh, my God. So I'm like, woman, get off the phone. Let me ring my father. Hi, Dad. Happy birthday for yesterday. And he went, what did you do? went, well, I went downstairs, made myself a cup of tea, made myself breakfast, made your mum breakfast, uh, cut the lawn, uh, sat down. I thought, well, your mum's going to want to do something at lunchtime. She didn't. So uh, I went for a drive in the car. And then I brought it back. I washed the car. And I thought, well, your mum's going to give me a card and do something at dinner time. She didn't. So I cooked oh. dinner and I went to bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is all him. after my dad is hearing daily updates about my mother's <laughs> 70th birthday and took her. Because her birthday was actually October the 1st, even though we're all going to Jamaica at Christmas. Took her yeah. to Portugal for, a, for her birthday on October for a week. Oh, that's But he took it in good stead. <laughs> he just said, well, I just amused myself all day. She said, your mother didn't even make me a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> My mum said, oh, I'm so in the doghouse. <laughs> My mum's just all consumed by her own bloody 70th. Anyway. <laughs> Tolly Nando's. Right. 
Yes. Kate Matakani. Uh, oh. uh, mm. We've got. Can I do the um, Ms. Bubbles email now? But have we, have we completely finished with our with our northern friend Jenny Darling? Yes, I, I don't know. Ha- okay. We just said how awful teenagers were in general, and that actually it would make anybody side with Kate. Mm. Okay. All right. I think well, we had put that to bed. Well done. Right. <laughs> email Ms. time then. Yes. E- uh, yeah, Miss Bubbles um, said the question appears to be Matt or Justin. I say neither. Justin is controlling and seems to fit in with the time when the man of the marriage made all the major decisions and the wife's job was to make him look good. Lillian just does not fit in with this. The relationship could be okay in the long run if they did a lot of work, as they do seem to care for each other. They certainly shouldn't be getting married at this stage. Matt is a crook. He took Lillian for everything she had with no explanation, apology or anything. There's no way she should be with him. If she absolutely cannot bear to be on her own, she might like to get to know Welsh Philip a bit better. <laughs> he seems like a nice man. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with Welsh Philip. Um, what do you think is actually going to happen? Do you think she's going to go away? Oh, God, no. No. If she did, you know what? She's just properly potty and, and bonkers. And mm. we've been led somewhat up up a garden path and she has no sense at all she cannot because mm. you rightly said i think mac did say ecuador right but if he did say when he ecuador gave her the tickets, he didn't when he gave her the tickets in the changing room he didn't say where he just said here's your ticket to no, escape but, yeah but he did say it sometime before again yeah. listener tell me if i'm wrong but he did say ecuador because i remember it's not costa rica it's still yeah. somewhere in Latin America. And he said yeah. something like his work is kind of done in Costa Rica. He now needs to go to Ecuador. And I remember, I remember thinking Ecuador, but he didn't say where in Ecuador. You know, I know, Quito, yeah. I don't know. So, and it wasn't as if he said to, to Lillian, okay, so I've got an apartment here and, you know, th- this is how it could work. He just said, just yeah. come away with me. And let's be honest about it, right? She's a woman of what, 70? What, you know, what is yeah. she, late 60s? You're going to need to give somebody the kind of setup of how the thing's going to work, you know. Yeah. Bon- you know if you're 20, yeah, just run away with me and we'll, we'll just figure yeah. it out on, on the spot. But, like, this is just craziness. So, no, she can't. No, she can't. The, the question is, is the unravelling of Matt. That, that's, mm. that's, that's what I yeah. think, This what, what it's all about, really. Yeah. And whatever destruction he's going to create in the unravelling's wake and then how things can be put back together. Yeah. You know, because as as you rightly said, and um, again, you're very perceptive in these things, it's murder on the Orient Express. Many people have a motive for give, giving him a, a, a kicking, a twatting or a slapping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I just love the way every every time he greets anyone, they kind of go, you off then? See ya, bye! Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just cannot, he pushing him out of the door as they go. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, and we, we did have years ago the whole reason why Matt is the way that he is because he felt abandoned by, by his mum. And I, did, he, did he not know his father? I, can't, I don't think his father was around for very yeah. long. Yeah, there's some, and then his mother, uh, you know, rejected him. Can't remember the reasons why, uh, but the mother didn't reject Paul or something. I, I forget exactly the detail, but I just, I, so I get it. He feels alone and he's entrepreneurial kind of because of it. And and it, I think you said, uh, I think when you're with Robert, um, that you said that. Um, Matt is actually quite a good reader of people like many criminals actually are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But still, it's one one thing to go into a village with a small amount of people and just to be despised, loathed, to rile people up because it's it's unrelenting. Whereas, you know, Mm. if you do do it in a big city, you can be somewhat anonymous, can't you? Yeah, you know, but and... there is nobody on his side now. Nobody. No, absolutely not. He, he's on his own, and he's. It, but it's kind of. I always picture Matt as actually physically small. I think of Justin as quite sort of tall and stooped, and I think of Matt as small. 
and I picture him kind of like the little man trying to sort of battle. He come, whatever happens, he comes out windmilling, doesn't he? He comes out sort of you know, <laughs> swinging, trying to just bash everyone that he can find. Hmm. And, you know, a big village with a big social hierarchy. And he's just got to get in there and smash it up. And the thing is, though, he did do really well before, didn't he? Because he was on, you know, chairman of Borsetshire Land and all of that mm. malarkey. And, you know, he had his mates Chalky. And there's been no mention of Chalky this time, has there? And there's Chalky and somebody out. else. You always... Or is he out now? Oh, well, if Matt's out, I presume Chalky's got to be out. There was Chalky and somebody else who were his mates. And there was, there's been Wiseman. none of that. It was Stephen Chalkman and somebody Wiseman. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't bloody get it. But, you know, I, I just think it's, it's a great storyline. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's somewhat sad that one of the characters who created shade to the light of everybody else. Because everybody else is just so nice and twee and middle class and nice. Mm you know, is definitely got to be written out soon because this is just craziness. He's got to be like, you know, run out of the village. You know, he's not a Rob Titchener, but, you know, he's only a few rungs down, really. Well, he's either got to be brought under control by somebody mm. and be assimilated into the Borg in the village yeah. or he's... <laughs> or he's, you know, or, or I mean, he's he could be, be spayed or something. You know, do you think... He... <laughs> Don't call you need down. to zap collar like your dog. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he bears a lot of similarities to your dog. <laughs> Shut up. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, oh, it's uh, adverts now, is it? Oh, yes. All right, then. Uh, it's time for me to do this. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. (laughs) 
Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. She have a touch of Millie Bell on the old socials, Lucy. Why not? Good day, everyone. Well, not so much happening on the forum this week, although there is a very lively debate uh, that was started by uh, Audrianne Covarubius uh, about the triangle, so that's worth getting uh, stuck into. Uh, but we have been very busy on f- the Book of Face. Uh, we had a discussion about whether people were for Team Matt or Team Justin. And I think we can say that most people are split, except for those people who said, well, I'm just for Team Lillian. Uh, a great <laughs> thread there. So uh, get stuck into that. If you would like to add to that, there's still time to add to that. We also talked about what you might like for our 200th show, which is fast approaching. So if you'd like to comment on that and give Royf and Lucy some ideas, please get onto there and make your needs known. And Witherspoon, who has now joined us on the Book of Face, wondered if anybody has ever felt as indecisive as in uh, choosing between two potential partners as Lillian in the romance department. He invited you to share your story if you dare. And I have to say that people have been pretty honest. So I won't read those out over the podcast, but I do uh, encourage you to get involved there. We also commented on the fact that we love Joe's story today. It was great writing, uh, although we are having great writing at the moment. So perhaps every day is just a good day on the archers. Uh, we wondered whether anyone had any ideas about what Matt is really up to and whether it's just a power struggle. Joanne Smith said, I think he's clearly correct in thinking that Lillian prefers him to Justin. She basically told Adam that if she meets Matt face to face, she won't be able to resist running away with him. I think Matt just loves her, and if he didn't try his best to win her over before he leaves, he'd spend the rest of his life wondering if he should have done more. I have no idea what he's doing with Latif, though. I know Anisha dropped Matt when she didn't need him anymore, but trying to ruin the business in retaliation seems a bit harsh for him, in my opinion. That sounds more like something Justin would resort to. There's definitely a division of opinions on that thread, and I have to say that the only thing I didn't like was I really feel as though Matt is starting to stalk Lillian and I wish they would actually discuss that as an issue because he just always seems to know where she is and pops up and that's a little bit Rob-like isn't it and we didn't like that either. Uh, We also talked about Nolly and Freddie and wanted some predictions for how that would end. Jacqueline Berto said I haven't heard this episode yet but it sounds very predictable. First time I heard them together I thought they would be the next love interest. I predict an overreaction from Kate and a nonchalance from Elizabeth, or maybe the other way round. Uh, Paul Schloss says we knew where this was heading as soon as the writers gave Lily a gratuitous speech explaining that they're only second cousins once removed. Still, the Fred, uh, Fred Uthando love child will doubtlessly have his brains and her personality <laughs> are a bit harsh, Paul. So lots of people commented on the fact that we had actually been, uh, we had had, had this little storyline thrown to us, but they were only second cousins, so something was expected to happen there. So we'll see if you're right. Uh, I must admit, when uh, Adam went home and said he'd hit Matt, and Ian immediately said, oh, this could ruin all of our chances, I thought that was such a leap. I, was, I didn't buy into that. I didn't think it was very plausible. But we discussed uh, whether... Uh, an assault charge would make any difference. Shelley Crockett says, I really didn't find it credible that Adam would almost immediately resort to violence with Matt, uh, needling him about him and Ian wanting to have a child. They live in a rural farming community where surely not everyone is going to react to a gay couple having a child in the form warm, fuzzy, right-on way, or without exception, their extended family have. 
Adam in real life would have to have a thicker skin than was demonstrated in this face-off with Matt. Actually, that's absolutely true. He would need to be thick-skinned, wouldn't he? And Christina Vining said, I think Matt said all of that merely to get under Adam's skin, not because he thinks it or cares enough to have an opinion. Adam should have realised this too and not taken the bait. Well, yes, this is true. And we also talked about the fact that Matt cannot help stirring the pot, can he? And he does seem to just like to stir up anybody he sees. Gordon Jackson said every good story writer needs a a baddie. Maybe he'll appear dead somewhere. And we have to guess who done it. Shula, Alistair, Adam, Justin and Lillian all have a motive so there you go peeps we are on the forum on dumpty dum and we are also on facebook and we would love to see you there hooroo oh. do, do the bib right some some great comment there wouldn't you say they're loose mm-hmm. mm. yep right everyone's echoing your murder on the orange express there aren't they yep but also what what whoever it was I've forgotten now <laughs> whoever it was that said about you know not everyone is going to have warm and fuzzy feelings about yeah, a gay no. couple adopting Absolutely. there's going to be a level of 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 what you know yeah there just is yeah uh, but, but then and also the call afterwards who said um they didn't actually buy that Matt would actually think that and he was just winding Adam up obviously he was winding Adam up but I think there's a bit of both it's a little bit of both. It's a case of you know, he's, you know, he's he's only been been the Daily Mail in, incarnate to to wind yeah. Adam up because that's what Matt does. He winds people up, you know. Yeah. And yes, yeah. Adam should actually have more of a thicker skin. But do you remember a few weeks ago when I said that one of the reasons why I like Alistair is because he's a man on the edge. Mm. You know, I'm not going to say I like Adam because he's a man on the edge, but he is on a tightrope all the time isn't he he's always yes. just you yeah. know one heartbeat away from having an argument with brian you know yeah. Uh, yeah. or feeling like his marriage is about to end with ian yeah you know he's always you know I'm, he's always tired and stressed and just you know tight yeah. tightly wound so and you really get that sense so the fact that he would just flip made yeah complete and utter sense to me because it wasn't just the fact that he came out with these homophobic comments it's also he's trying to defend his aunt, who he's very close to. So that yeah. you know, and he was and he was wound up. And also, the people with a guilty conscience are always the most judgmental about these things. So the fact that he has himself been unfaithful and is still dealing with the fallout mm. from that in terms of his future with Ian, it makes him ultra yes. aware of yeah, ultra yes, protective yes, yes, yes. of Lillian and ultra kind of uh, sensitive to it in general. Mm. Yeah. Because he sees that he her, sees Matt as a yeah. real threat because he knows what can happen. I tell you what would have been good though, what? like when Matt said all that to him, if he just looked at him and just saw Charlie, and then just snogged the face off Matt, and then Matt just got into it as well, and they just ended up rolling around in a cow field, just like kissing and lots of that would have been awesome. Probably not very likely, Lucy, but just would have been funny. You're out of your mind, aren't you? <laughs> the hell have you been watching? <laughs> and Miss Dead Morpin's Tales in the City. <laughs> you're not getting any noise. <laughs> oh, you're not, are you? <laughs> That's what's causing it. <laughs> You've turned to a bit of homoeroticism to lighten up your day. Two men tussling in a field, and, and you know, uh, because, of, you know, it's kind of broke back mountain. Broke back Lakey mm. Hill. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lucy, now we've had a little yeah. bit of social action. <laughs> you'd like to hit us with some tweets of the week? Thank you very much, please. People people uh, seemed to be fairly obsessed with Lillian's dress choices for her wedding, mm-hmm. which of all the things to focus on this week <laughs> was, a, was a pretty strange one. But anyway, uh, Rachel Ware, Treacle 2, said... I wore a backless dress to a wedding once. People kept putting peanuts down it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, River Wired said, How can Lillian decide what colours for the wedding when she can't decide on the groom? This is very true. Um, Miranda. uh, Oh, no, sorry, we're not doing that one. Uh, River Wired. Bob Hawkins, Salvatore Rosa, uh, was talking about Lexi and said, I think she'll be under Roy in some capacity. 
And Christine Michael, the ever brilliant Ambridge Observer, said, Emma's pledges. Natural lemon beeswax and that nice lavender one. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well done. Well done. Well done. No map corner this week, folks. Uh, You're all sending in uh, the same map and it is very funny, but we'll save it up for for a couple of weeks' time. Um, Everybody sent in the same map, but we'll do that in a couple of weeks' time. Dumdydum.com. The Christmas fair will be on there this week. Um, So go into the shop by let's say thursday friday folks you'll be able to start ordering all of your stuff for christmas and uh yeah t-shirts mugs all sorts coasters uh you name it mouse mats uh they're going to be there with uh lots of great uh dum-de-dum one-liners so uh go on to dumdedum.com. don't forget there is also a tractor where you can pin yourself to the map and find um, other dum de dum archers obsessed listeners that are close by. And I keep on saying we're going to do a San Francisco meetup because I know Audrianne, who's been mentioned in this podcast, is in Alameda. And um, I'm going to message you, Audrianne, because I spoke to Robin winning and she wanted to meet after work in the city. So if that's all right by you, then uh, we'll arrange a date and then. Um, tell the other dum dummers that live in the Bay Area all about our meetup. Uh, so that's dumdydum.com. Go there. Uh, but Lucy, mm-hmm. um, we are asking people uh, to um, sponsor us specifically so they can have some dum dum extra content, aren't we? We are. We are. But, right, if we put that to one side, right, how are the other ways that people can help donate <laughs> and support our show? If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site, or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Remember, folks, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe, which is available on our website, or you can call us on 0203031305 to leave us a message via a telephone. It can be like a phone that's in your pocket or a phone that you have in your hallway if you're old-fashioned like that um on the socials specifically twitter you can find me royfield and juicy loose at dumdydum where we are at dumdydum uh lucy is at lucy v freeman and i can be found at royfield which is spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d um, on the book of face which Lucy never puts in the show notes um, you can go and type in to uh, go and type in just Dumpty Dum and um, go and join the now with a spoon Yokel Bear and Millie Bear triumvirate there you go Lucy Freeman yes. have you ever been caught between two men Because I tell you, you know what Millie Bell said uh, that people were being very honest about the mm. time when they had to choose between two lovers. Yokel Bear mm. stories, one one for the ages, and you know I won't do it justice by recounting it off the top of my head. But suffice to say that on one night he met uh, two men, started dating them both, and they were both friends and conducted a relationship with a pair of them. I don't even know how that even works. How they would not turn around and say, oh, I met this amazing guy last night. So did I. His name was Mark. Hey, my name was also Mark. Oh, my God. Did he look a bit like a, a yokel but a bear? Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, but, but, yeah, and um, they fell out about it, and one of them joined the priesthood. No. It's just... Wh- he drove him into the hands of God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Show sure he did. Yes. Mm. that's quite cool isn't it that you you drove a man into the priesthood (laughs) flipping it yeah so um unless i'm getting my stories mixed up but no but there's definitely two guys on on the on the first night i'm sure it was yoko bear and not millie bell (laughs) no i think you know what maybe the priesthood you know maybe the priesthood thing is erroneous and I'm thinking of Fiona Siobhan Powell this is how yes. we get into trouble no Royfield. let's get into trouble 
Let's get into trouble. Tell people that people have driven other men into the priesthood, and it's not true, is it? (laughs) No, I'm sure it was. No, you know what? Whilst whilst you're talking and filling, I'm going to go onto the Book of Faith and just check because I'm like 99% certain. Though I know that Fiona Fiona Siobhan Powell also drove a man to the priesthood. Really? Yeah. I've never driven him. I've driven a man to Sainsbury's, but that's uh, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> mm. But yeah, well, go on then. Do, he, 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 when 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 were you stuck stuck for a choice there, Lucy? Didn't I didn't it? say I was. Oh come on, good-looking woman like you. <laughs> there must must have been a time in when you're at university, and you know there was that that handsome but slightly boring guy then there was the even more handsome but dangerous guy and but even more boring guy. <laughs> 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 um i think i think my problem is mm. that it, it uh if it, i'm oh um if someone's funny, then I find them very irresistible, and that's uh, that can get you into all sorts of messes. If you'd, you much as me much much as me saying about Lillian, you know, oh, she, uh, you know, she she always chooses men that have got this sort of power thing, or they've always got an extra thing. Um, but w- basically, I just kept dumping people because I met someone funnier, <laughs> which isn't it's not very kind, is it really? And it kind of that trumped everything, whether they were nice people or not. It didn't matter, mm. you know. Um, so it would never be it, for me. It would never be me dumping somebody because I met somebody who was, you know, handsome and dangerous. It would be somebody who was funnier than the other person. Huh, it's interesting. Yes. So, have you found it yet? Yes, and I was right. I, really? Yes. Yokel Bear said. Um, I ended up with neither. The guy who dumped me gave up relationships after that, fell out permanently with the other guy and went off to train to be a Catholic priest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that even as a priest, he wouldn't be absolving my sins with a few Hail Marys. I'm not proud. Mm. And Fiona Siobhan Powell did it as well? Um, n- n- her story was somewhat different, but I, I can't remember whether it was. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, Fiona. Right? Uh, you'll probably unfriend me from from Facebook after this. But there was. I, I cannot remember exactly the detail. Uh, but the the sum total was. I think she rejected uh, a gentleman, and he went screw this for a lark. I'm joining the priesthood. And that's the reason why, for a second, talking off the top of my head, I got the two things uh, probably mixed up. But no, um, it was two people who I'd read within a week, two people that I know that um, love interests had uh, fallen by the wayside and both of them had become, become priests. Mm. When I was a, a teenager and I lived in, in Switzerland, I did manage to keep four boyfriends on the go at once. What? Um, I wasn't sleeping with them, mm-hmm. but I was dating them. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in those days we didn't do that kind of being exclusive thing. It was kind of assumed that you were if you were going out with somebody. It was assumed that you yes. were. Um, and the most one of them was a marine, um, an American marine, and he got quite stroppy when I, because <laughs> I was I didn't handle I wasn't very nice and I didn't I didn't handle it very well at all. And um, I had this horrible horrible moment of walking into the bar where I used to go, and seeing all four of them sitting around a table talking and the marine and suddenly thinking oh god i've they've all realized (laughs) and then the marine turning around and looking at me and going oh there you are and them all three of them turning all four of them sort of turning around and looking at me and i sort of smiled weakly and reversed out of the pub at high speed oh god but that was that often point you think ha i'm being so clever i'm getting away with that this and then thinking oh shit i'm not no this mm-hmm. is all now just come collapsing around my ears that was not good um when i was but I, 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 
when I was at, at college, and I think I might have mentioned this story on Dumpty Dum way back in the very early Dumpty Dums. Um, so I went to Northbrook College in Worthing on, on the South Coast. It wasn't a particularly big college, but there was a big divide between the people who did the creative um, kind of courses and then uh, the people who did travel and tourism, like literally the, you know, the twain should never meet. And and I found myself dating um, a one Victoria Rendell. She's very posh, don't you know? And uh, who did something creative, and then um, this other this other girl who uh, was in kind of doing travel and tourism. And yeah, you know, Worthing is hardly the biggest place in the world, let alone the student community. But mm. there was this big divide, so you could kind of get away with it. And it's like going on for a couple of weeks. You know, and dare I say it was high on life, you know, away from home and, and everything was, was fantastic. And uh, and I went round to uh, to Vic- Victoria's on the Sunday and she'd gone out to this party in Brighton. So Brighton is what, some 12, 13 miles down the road. And I knew she'd gone to this party and said, how was the party last night? She went, yeah, it was good. So what did you do? You know, was it fun? What was the music like? She went, oh. Met somebody who went to uh, Northbrook College, actually. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know how this story ends. <laughs> I'm oh, cringing in anticipation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I met a Katie. I'm like, what? what, what, what? <laughs> I was telling her about my boyfriend. Funnily, her boyfriend is called... What? <laughs> my boyfriend is called... Oh. You went, what are the chances of that? Well, look <laughs> at me. Two of us in Worthing. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, yeah. <laughs> And she said, "You best just leave now." <laughs> I was like, "I'm oh, so well, good sorry." Yeah, oh god. Yeah. Rather than saying, "I'll give you one last chance," no, I, I was caught <laughs> utterly banged to rights. I've never yeah. been so embarrassed in all my life. It's horrible, 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 horrible. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Lucy, um, shall we yes. uh, call this show a wrap? Yes, let's do that. This show is a wrap. Cool. All right, let's stop the recording. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.